I'm gonna pedal around in that Midwest dirt until the sun goes down. I might get stuck in the mud, but I'd rather get lost out here than anywhere else. I'm gonna pedal around in that Midwest dirt. Hey, Mountain Bike Radio listeners, this is Ben Welnick, and I'm back with some more Fat Bike Berkey. Here's a scoop, though. So we have several more to go, which I'll be putting out probably in the next week. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you for all the feedback, the comments, and the emails. I really appreciate it, and I'm glad that a lot of you are uh, liking something new and something wrapped around an experience like that. If you've been listening and you appreciate it, there's one thing that you could do. Check in the show notes. Go to patreon.com slash MTN bike radio. I set that up as a way for people to basically give like a dollar or three dollars or very low amounts really easily because I knew you were on there. But we do have some future plans to get things rolling in there. Uh, I don't want to do um, content where it's like listen to the first 10 minutes and then, oh, Click on Patreon if you want to listen to the rest. I'm not going to do that. It will be some special stuff separate from what you hear for free on regular mountain bike radio feeds. Um, but there is definitely that that's coming sometime in the future. Um, we're kind of working on that behind the scenes. But yeah, Patreon. It's p a t r e o n dot com slash mtn bike radio. The link will be in the show notes. So if you appreciate what you heard with all the fat bike Berkey stuff, just in itself. You can go there, sign up, give a little bit of money. Otherwise, you can always go to mountainbikeradio.com slash support MBR to find out what else you can do there. But thank you very much. I appreciate it. And for those of you that have no interest in Fat Bike Berkey um, and haven't listened to any of it, uh, thanks for hanging in there and seeing it being put through the feed. But I would encourage you to go over there if you haven't listened because it's not all about just the bikes, uh, fat bikes on trails in the winter it's more about the experience talking to people in the area people connected to the event and somehow but you get a good feel for why people live here uh, what their thoughts are why they've moved here from different areas throughout the midwest and beyond Uh, so it gives some really good perspective on that but any questions comments whatever you can always email me as ben at mountainbikeradio.com and uh, keep the comments coming thank you very much for listening and enjoy some more that bike Berkey experience. Thanks. Hey, this is Ben, and we are here back at Fat Bike Berkey. We are with, uh, I'm going to screw up your name, Wendy. What's your last name? Lyndon Ruth. Booth. Lyndon Booth. All right. Wendy Lyndon Booth and Amy Middleton. So, Amy is uh, owner of Bike Jacket, and the website is it's bikejacket.net. Yes, correct. So, bikejacket.net. And next to me is the other Ben, some mountain bike Ben. Hey, what's going on, everybody? New England Dirt. I just completed my first Fat Bike Berkey. Yeah. Although I just did the tour. The tour. Next year you're doing But I'm kicking myself for not doing the Chico. That was quite the experience. That was a lot of fun. Cool. So, Amy, we were were chatting because you had provided a bike jacket, which we'll talk about what those are. To the uh, to, to Lilius, Kingdom Trails Kingdom Winter Bike Train. Festival, yes. yeah. And Ben didn't know what they were, and you sent me a message, and you're like, Ben, I I know who you are. Like, why like, why do you not know what bike jacket is? And I'm like, No, no, no. I 
I knew Too like you're, it's not me. It's the other Ben. Uh, so yeah. So, sorry, Ben. I didn't know there was two Bens. That's yeah. all right. So we got. I'm sorry that I didn't know you. So and Amy was. And Amy had sent me a message, and she's. Like, I said, "Are you coming to Fat Bike Berkey?" She's like, "No, nah, I don't know. We'll we'll see." And I said, "Yeah, just come on out. The worst you could do is come in here, rec- you know, record. We'll get your word out, and I'll teach you. You can learn about. We can jacket. meet each other, and it's very cool. Yes, exactly. and that was all it took. So I moved Wendy's, things around in here. And Wendy's along. She's checking out the just hanging out and checking out what's going on. Today I'm uh, on the other side as a spectator. Yeah. So through the eyes of a spectator, this is so awesome. All the great energy, great weather. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, Amy, let's talk about Bike Jacket. Ben, I'll let you uh, do some some interviewing because you're the one that doesn't know anything. So yeah, I think it'd yeah. be good to like get a fresh perspective. So um, first, though, I want to just, Amy, how did... How did you even start? Like, where did the idea come from from Bike Jacket? What, like, how did you get? Were you previously entrepreneurial, or what? Uh, uh, how'd that go? And then we'll talk about what actually the product. Is. Okay. Uh, yeah, the answer to previously entrepreneurial is yes. So I've had a consulting business over the years, and then I started a gluten-free company about ten years ago called GF Goodies that I sold and is now done. So I kind of knew how to start a business and how you get an LLC going, how you do marketing and. So this bike jacket thing kind of got in my craw one year when we ruined some fat bikes. So we were, we have uh, fat bike trails that we run at that are about three miles of salty roads from our house to the trailheads. And so we would do that all winter long. And then we took one of our bikes in, and it was like $400 later at the shop, at our local bike shop that we love. But we were wondering what was going on. So then that was when I learned about salt damage. And... I, I kind of kicked it around with some friends. A lot of people gave me ideas. I ran, I ran with a, a plastic bag on my rear wheel and a drivetrain for the first year after kind of this realization. And when I took it off at the end of spring and compared it to the other bike, it was so much better. So I was like, aha, something's going on here. So it was like bungee cord, duct tape kind of situation. And I thought, I can do better than this. And make something that actually is easy to get on. And I looked at a lot of other bike covers, and they're all um, flapping and like a sail on the back of your car. So there was sort of some technical things that I was trying to address. Um, I didn't want the stuff flapping on frames of really nice bikes and chafing off paint. I didn't want a sail spinnaker thing going on and cutting down on mileage in the back of your car. And then they always shred. All that those those big bulky things shred. And I needed to make it so that you could see your brake lights through each wheel. So the way the bike cover works, there's one goes on the front wheel and one goes on the back wheel and covers your pedals and your drivetrain. Well, uh, I have it about 12 prototypes, and the first prototype we put on that was actually a real one, um, it covered up the brake lights. Uh, right, we have an issue here. <laughs> so, it, uh, when you were first starting, there was nothing else out there that was like fit the bill at all. Not a, I mean, not. There was only the bag concepts and tarp concepts. You the know, the whole, big stuff. Cover the whole bike. Yeah. Yeah, and that was. The other piece that I wanted to do that those sort of big cover things don't do, which is spill air. So having been a sailor, I thought, oh, let's spill some air on mileage and help the car drag. And so that's why it it spills through the um, center of your 
frame, a little of your seat, a little of your um, handlebars. I'm working on a seat cover and a handlebar cover right now because people want to cover their brakes. Um, but that's still work in progress. Yeah. Next year we'll talk about the seat cover and the handlebar covers. So how long did it take you to actually get to a prototype that you felt good going to market with? Because I'll um, say, looking at the bags at Winter Bike last weekend, they're exceptionally well built. I mean, the construction's incredible? solid. And it's like, you got to have something like that to be able to ride on the back of your car in the crap that we drive in in the wintertime. So it's not something that I would feel, oh, this is a one-season product. No, I mean, you're getting several years out of that thing. So how did it how, take us through that sort of iteration of, okay, concept to now I feel like I've got a product that's ready for the market? Well, here's what we did. So, so the first prototype was the plastic bag, and, and then and then a friend of mine, uh, Lisa. Now, was Wonder, it a hefty plastic bag or? It was a heavy. Plastic bag. Yeah, yeah. No, it was heavy. It was like a construction one. Not oh, hefty, like the contractor bags. Yeah. yeah, contractor bags. Yeah. So it was big enough to do the whole drivetrain. Yep. But you know, I only had one of them. So I mean, how long was that going to last? Um, so, so we started with a solid. I bought a bunch of light fabric and just just wanted to like get a feel for what it would look like, look at where, where is it would go, where you know that kind of stuff, like some of the pieces. Then I went to um, I just cold called Stormy Consulting work for people that have these crazy ideas with fabric, and the the CEO was like, yeah, sure, come in. So. So I went up there and he basically gave me their designer guy and said, here, so he gave me two prototypes. So he, and he added some new things. And it was always like, I take the bike in and it was a lot of like bikes in sewing, sewing stores basically. And we'd make moderations and we'd get the scissors out and we'd cut things and we'd say, no, the zipper needs to come farther this way. Um, so he got me some patterns that I was able to then take out for bid. And so then I worked with a company, Makers Row Online, which for entrepreneurs, if you're trying to make something, check them out. So Makers Row had a list of all kinds of different um, manufacturers around the country that I called up. So I called up, it's really cool. So FYI, makersrow.com, if you want to like bring some mittens to production, there's people that can do it for you. Right. I know, it's great. So I Internet's up, magic. And <laughs> Think about doing that 25 years ago. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, 25 years ago, I would have been driving to South Carolina. So I was talking to this guy from South Carolina. I talked to somebody from Alabama. Um, so this is in my hunt for a manufacturer. Sure. And and so then I got on to, you know, so I talked, I, I kind of early on in talking to them about fabrics and their concept of how we should build this thing, ruled out the people from the South. Nothing against them, but I wanted to work with people who knew what 40 Below looked like. And that's what we drive in, you know. Right. So, so then then I was in the sort of upper tier, Montana, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan stuff. And Stormy Cromer was too busy, so they were out. And I got to, I called, called another guy from Minnesota. And they're in central Minnesota. And he's been awesome. So I landed on them. Um, he has brought the design. So same thing. So, bring my bike. I haul it over there. They've never seen a fat bike. These these cool guys that are like mostly sewing yeah. 
fabric. They're probably like, what is that? Well, it is. And so I'm like, here, ride it. Look at those ah. tires. And they grab it a little bit. They're like, yeah. Yeah. You ride that? Right. You ride yeah. that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so they got an education. Like, what? So they got an education. Exactly. Yeah. And it was kind of fun for them. So we have a lot of fun pictures in the plant. But they make um, oh, lots of tent things, golf, um, uh, simulated golf things, and fishing shacks. So when you said we put things on lakes and it blows in North Dakota and South Dakota, I'm like, you're my guy. You understand fabrics. You understand. So he, he gave me a couple of prototypes that I brought home and beat up. So, for example, I would stick it in a bucket of water and throw it in my freezer and then take it out and run the zipper and wiggle the fabric and beat it on my bike um, and anything that I could figure out how to sort of abuse it, I did it to try and really push that. And then he said, okay, we landed on that and then we said, okay, now let's go up one level of overbuilding. So he and I both like to overbuild, so we kind of are a good team and so he... he um, we chose the fabric, so it's all about gauge of fabric. So we went with a higher gauge fabric than a lower gauge fabric. Same thing with the zipper. We upped the zipper and got a bigger zipper than a narrower zipper. And then same with the Velcro. The Velcro is, because I was worried about the Velcro gumming up and getting cucka with salt and stuff. And he's like, I think we're good. And he's been right. I've The one that's on my car I've been using for three years trying to abuse it. And I don't. Well, I take care of it in that I wash it because I've discovered that you have to wash the salt off for the zipper. I, I hit the, finally after this this year of driving to Marquette twice and then around the Twin Cities a few times with some really salty gross, I hit the limit of the zipper where you have to clean it. So I just I just cleaned gotcha. the salt okay. out and then the zipper was fine. That's kind of fun. You could just use it and not purposely to use it and just beat the shit out of it make it all dirty as dirty as you want you don't have to worry about it just to see where you get to that point it's kind of fun and then kind of in that same period of time we hit the um, limit on studs the stud tire moment came to us it was like ah! I thought we were good I put it on one of my bikes that has studs drove around for I think a trip to Marquette or something and, and then took it off and went crap we got little holes in the bottom. Oh, gotcha, okay. So we came up with the stud protector, and and it's this piece of heavy-duty truck curtain, basically, that he puts a little inlay in there on the front and back to, to protect it, and it's been, it's been great ever since. So that's kind of the process of... How uh, long did that process Oh, that take? long was... That was a couple, solid couple years. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you just don't want to push things. I didn't. I, I kind of wanted to let things sort of sit, sit a little bit. And i get stuck on something, and I wouldn't necessarily say, i got to have this done by 5 o'clock. I'd let it kind of roll, and I would come to some things. I bounced it off a lot of people in the industry, so a lot of friends. Um, I went around to some other bike industry people with sort of prototype ideas and said, what do you think? And they'd be like this or that or this or that. Um, so that was really helpful is the feedback I got from... So I will say the last, <laughs> like this winter, I've seen more oh, bike, bike jackets on vehicles than I have like the last couple of years yes, combined. So I started noticing them out on the road now. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, there's other, there's some other people that just put like garbage bags and stuff on still, but like I see some, especially here too, driving, just driving through parked at places. So... I probably should be taking pictures of them and yeah, sending them yeah, to you. Yeah, thanks. But, yeah, I do. Um, yeah. Well, the, the, the bike 
plastic cover, like the saran wrap, like the shipping wrap or the yeah. saran wrap or all those plastic bags. It just kind of, it works for one time. Yeah. And then we're throwing it away. Right. Exactly. So having an environmental consulting business, I get the environmental thing. So I'm always trying to like, okay, if you have a really nice bike, you should take care of it and you shouldn't have a bunch of plastic that you're single use throwing around oh yeah absolutely so that's kind of my other thing it's just silly to it's just silly to do it that way plus it's such a pain how long does it take you to wrap your bike exactly (laughs) i I had an awesome customer come out he he wanted a fit he didn't want to buy the bike jacket until he was sure of the fit so he's like can i come over and do a fit i'm like absolutely so he showed up with this awesome setup he had every inch of his drivetrain his pedals everything wrapped in a plastic bag the whole thing was this black plastic bag and it was just like this perfect before and after because we got him fitted for the white jacket that he wanted and it was he was thrilled and away we go. So that was another question that I had. Talk to me about the fit of it. Is they are they fitted? Do you have several different sizes based on the frame, based on the tire width? What it, I mean, how do you fit one of these to your bike? You fit them based on tire size. So we have a regular tire size, it is a basically a twenty six inch tire, and then we have a large. So and on my website it's kinda clear what size to get but but uh, that's what you base it off of this tire size yeah yeah smart yeah so the 27 and a halfers are are large and the basically the 26s are regulars except for unless you have a 26 by 4.8 or 5 then you got to go up to a large okay um so we kind of try to do it that way if you're riding a tandem good luck you could do like half a tandem yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. the other thing that we've had you have a tandem fab like how are you even putting that on the back of your car <laughs> uh, Jeff, uh, oh yeah, they're probably sticking it inside. I'm gonna say Jeff and Pam were just out here riding around. I saw. Oh, um, right. But well, yeah. the other thing we've had fun with is like um, kind of the community aspect of it, like getting involved and in donate. Like I love, I would love to actually just give away bike jackets, but that's I don't think my finance committee would appreciate that. Yeah, no. <laughs> but. Um, we gave one to Kingdom Trails, yep. and so so that was a cool sort of small world. My sister-in-law flies from North Carolina every year to do the winter thing. We take her fat bike, fat biking every year. So her friend was here. Gail comes with us. We put her on a fat bike. She goes home on the plane. She's sitting next to some guy on the plane who says, "Oh yeah, I'm going up to this thing called Winter Bike. Have you heard of Vermont? There's this trail, Kingdom." So she texts me and says, do you know about this? And then I call Lil. And so that's how that whole thing connected was basically some random airplane ride. That's fantastic. I know. Is that fun? That's cool. And then we support. That's how it works though, right? I mean, it it's is like totally. the most random occasion and all of a sudden, well, now you're going to come out to Vermont and come to Kingdom Trails Absolutely. with us, right? You got to yeah, make yeah. winter bike next year. I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. And I love what they do. I love those trails. I love that it's not a race, that it was just kind of a celebration. Yeah, totally. It's, I mean, yep. that's so, so great. Um, we also do um, sponsor riders. So we have a couple riders that we like supporting. Um, Carver Lundholm is a high school mountain biker. And uh, so we love like you know giving him bike jackets for his thing and he's he's really him and his mom are just awesome supporters and they're walking around with brochures and then leah rollins who's up on the podium right now as we speak um she uh has finished first last year in the polar roll coming in third today she's such a strong rider i'm always in awe at what she does and so happy to give her a couple bike jackets to 
you know, because uh, the the naked bikes and the damage that are are happening on your bike in this road salt just make me cringe. So when we were up at uh, Marquette so last, it gets into every little exactly every little piece of your drive train. You think you clean it, but it's like especially when it's really liquid. You can't clean you it. Can't. It's a mess. So, yeah, there's no cleaning some of that. Especially Minnesota, they're like pouring like this brine on the brine. Too. Yeah. Like here, up here, we don't have to worry about it too much. We have like they sand the roads, and that's about it. No, Same I like sand. It's all brine. All brine. It's brine is just, that. and you can just see that cloud going curling back around your car and hitting your bike. Just I feel that. bad for people's bikes all the time. I know. So, Amy, how easy is it to get the bike jacket on and off your bike? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. See, when is getting it? She's, that's good. Um, they're really, it's really easy. It helps to have two people, but I do it by myself all the time. But probably takes four minutes to get it on. A lot faster than the plastic bag. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and it's, you just basically put it up around your rear tire, your front tire, it zips on, Velcros. It works and with any style rack. Any style rack and hanging, hanging, in, including um, my awesome one-up rack. We love our one-up racks. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So, is it easier to put the bike jacket on when it's on the rack already, or do you like? We put it on. Put it on your bike and then stick it on. Yeah. Yeah. You put it on. So on the, on the ground, off the rack, and then put it on the rack. It helps to have two people. Then it's really fast. Then it's like two minutes to get it on with two people, and then it just clamps on. Um, if you have a rack that has the rear strappies, I, I, I get a lot of questions about that. Yeah. I have the rear strap thing. No problem. We have a keeper. Uh, that was another prototype thing where I took it to a friend and I said, Hey, Aaron, um, try this on your bike rack. And he's like, I can't. Cause, and I'm like, oh, hey, we got to have an accommodation for the, because I had a one up. So it's just. Right. Right. Exactly. And so I made a keeper that has three slots and you decide where you're bike fits and how it fixed your car and then you just do a very careful little slit in there um, and then that's the way you go huh interesting and then the other um, fabric that we use so let's talk about the US made piece yeah so we're hey um, you have the open floor here to talk about whatever you want I know, so I know. take advantage of it so so we're US made for a lot of reasons um, one the main ones was for me was how nimble we are and how much I kind of wanted to support these awesome people in Mar in Minnesota that do this. I'm like, hey, why don't I, you know, support this manufacturer who has a little capacity in their production? Right. Um, I'll hold the tent. Oh, uh, we got plenty of weights. <laughs> it's just uh, yeah. a little bit of wind going by here. Wind. So one of the things that we ran into with the first couple prototypes, um, even more, was we were chasing tire size. Yeah. So this. Um, kind of bike jacket came on about the same time that tire sizes were expanding quickly and so we'd, we'd make one for a 3.8 and then all of a sudden there'd be a 4.2 and then there'd be 4.5 and so we were able to call and say let's make add a little bit to the yeah. this section and we You're were right there. there. I mean, Boom. Like you yeah, so that's it's not like you had to make a flight to Taiwan and go back and forth and emails and the downsize is the cost. My costs are probably higher. Maybe. I don't know because I don't have to fly to Taiwan. And, right, right. Um, so, you know, it's always been an exercise in will bikers pay for U.S. made. We'll see, you know. So, um, but so far, 
we've been able to have the super hobby-duty quality, really good fabrics, really good components, the zippers, the Velcros, the window is all heavy-duty overbuilt, double-stitched and binded, and, you know, it's just like a work of art, I think. Yeah. <laughs> zippers, zippers are a huge deal. You break a zipper once, you're never going to see that customer ever again, <laughs> ever. Because I, I ice fish, and, you know, you talked about they do ice fish shacks, you know, that kind of material. Like, I've had one that probably 10 years, and, like, and I've never had a problem with a zipper. Like, that's the way that product has to be built. Like, it, so I'll always buy that kind of, you know, that. But you have one problem with a zipper in any bike, any outdoor-related gear. And oh, even a jacket. Out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, out, done. Gone. So, so let's talk about care of the product because you were saying, you know, three years and you finally got to the point that you had to clean the zipper because of the salt in the zipper. So how do you care for a bike jacket? Um, so the, the <laughs> I always roll. Yeah, they're good. Hi, guys. Um, I kind of roll my eyes and laugh because my mom would be mortified, but I throw it in my bathtub and, and some Dawn soap. And a scrub brush and a cloth. So kind of like cleaning the backpack. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. In the spring, so so I didn't completely, to be clear, I didn't completely not clean it for the whole three years I've been trying to abuse it. That's not fun. I know. I was just thinking. But it was this bad accumulation. I mean, my it's a black bike jacket, and it was white from salt. So that's when it, the zippers went, I need to be washed. Um, but otherwise, it's just been once a year so once a year in the springtime i lay it either in the in the um tub or outside on the driveway and hose it off that's sort of it um there's some can you throw it in the washer no don't throw it in the washer thanks for that question because yeah it's so the plastic the awesome window that allows your brake lights to be seen through i don't think it would do very well in a in a in all the heat i would think yeah yeah we the fabric is made actually in st louis so we have a U.S.-made fabric, and we have it made in Minnesota. Um, but the care piece, you know, the other piece about care to loop back on, what I do is um, when I'm riding back-to-back -back days, um, I'll put it in my garage, and I'll open it all up. I have a care instruction manual that, or a little sheet that comes with the bike, and in there I never say, I always say take it off because you don't want the moisture inside that you rode, your tires, the snow. That's just as, exactly. But if it's cold and it's back-to-back -back days of riding, I'll just gap it way open so it can breathe and then zip it up and, and hit the trail the next day. But mostly I just get it off always to, to get that moisture going and never store it in the summer. I guess you could if it was everything was dry, but I just think air is better in general. For, for air and then I just um, storm either rolled up or flat through the summer but actually I take that back I use mine year round so I use it on my 29er and I use it on my gravel bike because even though both those bikes you're out and you're getting them dirty and muddy it might not be really fines that are still on the road it might not be yeah, rain at seven you have like oil off the road and just yeah all that and yeah. also the spring you know I mean we have salt on the roads until June? June, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you, you need a couple good storms to, like, really... Yeah. So, right, yeah. right. Do you, is there a warranty or anything on We don't have a warranty, but if anyone blows out a zipper, we were talking about zippers, just email me and we'll replace it. Because the, 
I've, I've, let's see, how long have we been out? This is our second year, and I don't have anyone yet saying I ruined a zipper or something's not working. Or um, And because we've overbuilt it, I'm very confident in them. So, yeah, just email me. We'll take care of you. So what's the easiest way for somebody to get their hands on a bike jacket? Is it going through your website? Is should they go to their local bike shop? I mean, are you distributing at this point, or we're not distributing? We have direct, direct. Yep, we haven't quite been able to manage the um, bike jacket. I mean, the bike shops forty percent margin, and stay local. See, if we went to Thailand, we yeah, could sure. we could pull that off, but we're not quite ready to do that um, from a business model. I don't know which makes sense, but our commitment at this point is to stay, have them manufactured in Minnesota, and be nimble. But it does keep us out of the um, bike shop. So bikejacket.net. It's not .com because somebody wanted to charge me $20,000 to buy the .com. <laughs> yeah, no, I said, I'll good. pass on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're .net, and it's all set up for you, super easy to use, and, and or call me. and. Or they can email me, and I'll forward it on to you, too. So ben at mountainbikeradio.com. So that that's easy. So are we done with bike jacket product discussion all right so i'm going to ask you both of you why you're here like what brings you i know you spent time up here you like do you both ski you like to ski do you both ski so what uh what about this area cable hayward area is is uh the draw for you two either one take turns i don't it doesn't um yeah so i'm i'm mostly a, a mountain biker so and then I, um, and then when fat bikes started to come out, then coming out here, you know, throughout the whole year. So you had the um, all year round biking. Uh, I don't ski as much as Amy does, but I like to throw that in once in a while too. And um, and then today we're here just because I've done this race for a long time. I'm just a spectator today because uh, just this darn Lyme disease. Yeah. And uh, so, but but you know, it's just it's good to support. You know what's going on here, yeah. and still so be a is, part of it. Do you like uh, do you like riding the single track, or do you like doing the ski trail? Like, what? Uh, I'm more both, I'm more single track, okay. but it's good to have that variety. Yeah, you get out on the Berkey Trail or something uh, something different. Yeah. Yeah. So how about you? What and what's likewise. your draw to the area? Like, what um, do you really like about coming here? Well, I love the lakes in the summer. I love um, the new coffee shop and, and Cable. <laughs> That's my new favorite place. Okay. Um, so that place I was telling Ben, if you go there on a, on a like a Wednesday morning, if I, I, you go try to work there, it's impossible because all the people oh. who come in there, it's like everybody goes there. What's so the name of it? Bello Cafe. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Service is great. Yeah, yeah. like you can't do anything because everybody's coming yeah. in there. Every that's everybody's spot. Right. So Such when you cool. say that, yeah. exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Bello, I loved it. Bello Cafe, really great espresso. Yeah, and this area is just so good just to unplug from just the busyness of life, you know. You just come here and, um, you know, you're not worried about cell phones, social media. Like, you are just so present in the moment of just enjoying and being with nature and, and enjoying. There's just so much to do outside. Right. It's just it's incredible. Right. And then for me, the, my first love here is skiing. It's the epicenter of skiing. And I How have many Berkeys have you skied? Uh, I've only skied 140. Oh, really? And that's it? That's it. you got to come back and do some more. I know I do. It's sort of not... I, I, You're not a competitive skier? I kind of sort of am. Okay. But then it's like me and my 10,000 of my best friends. I don't know. 
I think I've skied once this entire year with anybody else. I, I seem to be a solo skier. I don't know why. I just not that I'm not social, but I just go. So I'm gonna. I don't have to wait anyone's time. But skiing is my thing. So as much as I love bike biking and bike jacket is a fat bike industry thing, if there's snow. I'm skiing. So coming up here, what, where do you? Where's your go-to trailhead to go out of double for o. ski? Double O. Oh, okay. Yep, double O. How about you? For both biking and skiing. Yep. Okay, double Same. O for both. Yeah, yep. for mountain biking too. Yeah. See, I had to come back up because I've never even been able to double O. Yeah, so double O is right out of Sawmill Saloon, that road. Um, Sealy, yeah, Sealy Pass. Yeah, because it's the biggest. You know, Sealy Pass is a good route to take. That's the most popular trail. So, is it? Oh, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, I would say okay. Sealy Pass is probably the most popular. Especially fat bike wise, that's, that's the most popular. Although, if you were coming through town and you wanted to do some of the best fat bike trails there are, I would say the hospital trails, especially once we get the full six miles done, are probably the best. Because Remember that. It's like flowing smooth, it's a loop, so you could do like. We only have four miles now, but after we're supposed to get the final two done this year, we have six miles. You get to go out there and do two and a half laps or one and a half laps or whatever it is, and it's the best because it gets a lot of traffic. It's groomed really well, and it's really like just twisty, turny, flowy. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, when you come to Cable in the winter, you got to have your skis and your bike on the back. I mean, yeah. that's it, period. And yeah, it's, that's it's that's cool. the way we roll. Yeah. And Wendy, I, before we finish up, uh, I wanted to give you a plug too with what you have going on your website, the Facebook or the Facebook group. Um, what do you talk a little bit about that? What do you What do you got going on? Oh, so yeah, thanks. So yeah, I have a really awesome Facebook group. It's called Creative Healing Community, and um, it's just a combination of creative people, artists of all types, performing and visual. And then um, a lot of the healing aspects, so a lot of different kind of energy healers and just alternative uh, healing people that come together. Okay. And uh, yeah, so it's just really And how great. many and do you have on your Facebook? I have almost 14,000 people. <laughs> I just find that astounding. Yeah. And, and she, she said did like 12,000 of them came within. Like yeah, in four months, 12,000 yeah. people right. just swarmed in. And it was like, right. so yeah, like I, w I was looking for my people. And um, so it was a time of when I had Lyme disease pretty bad and then uh, you know I, I couldn't get out for a while and I was just like where are my people at right. and then, so I created this group and they all just went Pew! you know and came and uh, yeah it's been incredible so it was clearly a niche that needed to be filled it was yeah. astounding to watch we'd go for a ride or a walk or something and I'd say well how many did you get today and there'd be like two more thousand people it was astounding yeah I've never heard of a group like that before like it just yeah it just blew up so when you're when you're managing that how do you like what do you post like what what kind of information are you getting out there or are you just facilitating other people talking to each other like what is your role like what is your role in all of it are you yeah. the one providing the information mainly or are you just yeah so it's a combination so it's a platform for people to come on and um, and showcase their work, you know, to app promote what they're doing. So I want to get, I want to make sure that everyone has an outlet to promote themselves. Okay. You know, and there's specific days for that. Um, but then I promote my work visually as an artist, and then how I help um, alternative healing methods for people who have chronic pain and limitations. Um, who might have like autoimmune diseases and, and Lyme disease, which is a huge, you know, it's just a big factor in my life. And yeah. then, so those people kind of tend. Right. Really prevalent, and 
we're out there riding through all the brush and all of the, yeah. you know, the little shrubs on the side. And lo and right. behold, how many ticks are you pulling off your leg every single time you're done riding? Same here. Right. So it's, yeah, you guys are an episode cool. and we're an episode yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's giving yeah. people hope that even if you're diagnosed with something that you're not stuck. You know, it's just a, it's a good vision of saying, hey, look at me. This is where I was. This is where I am. I'm not 100%, but you can still get out there and really enjoy the things that, that right. you yeah. really love to do. Right. So, Wendy kind of got me into fat biking. I mean, okay. she's the phone call that would say, okay, let's go. Get off your skis. Let's go fat biking. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I was, I think, the, the promoter in our area yeah, to get people awesome. on the fat bikes because, okay. yeah, I was, I was just doing all these bike events. And, and um, yeah, and I was one of the first people to get the fat bike. And I was just like, everyone, this is awesome. It's like you're 10 <laughs> yeah, years old right, again, you right. know? And, yeah. and it was. And then, yeah, it was pretty cool. And our local bike store has been also Cyclova XC yep. is in St. Croix Falls. Yep. Big shout out for them. They keep our bikes going, and it's a lot easier for them now after bike jackets are on our bikes. <laughs> yeah. I suppose it's job security to have them not, but they've been big yeah. bike, fat bike help and, and getting the valley on fat bikes. And yeah, I heard Steve. Uh, he was way earlier, but I heard he his name. Yeah. Steve Hamill came, he came in. Came flying yeah. in. Sweet. So, Way to go, Steve. Yeah. He was a guest last year. We were sitting over on the back of the podium at way after everyone left and we were talking. So, uh, I heard you yeah. guys. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. I listened to that. So, yeah. But, yeah, cool. So is there anything else you want to leave listeners with or bikejacket.net? Bikejacket.net. And what was the Facebook again? Creative Healing Community. What? And, uh, and then my website is healingforwardtogether.com. Okay. What do you what do? You, 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 you going to ask them the favorite month? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what concluded. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what we've been doing is February. That's that's you get one month that you would pick to be here. What would it be? You you have everything you're doing October. Wow. Okay. Why February skiing? Uh, February for me is the sun is coming back, so the declination is getting better. The snow is good, and. And we often have big dumps, so the skiing often is the best. We've had the best skiing of the entire year. We've had to wait till February. Yeah. So that's. It's so you're the second person I've asked how many people yeah. that. Now you're yeah. second person second second February. February. In October. Yeah. So that's just trees perfect and riding perfect temperature. Uh, and then you get yeah the fall colors coming in and it's a whole different world. It's just like, you don't have to worry about ticks. Right. Yeah, no well, bugs. Well, that's Kinda, the big but driver. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, it's the start of no ticks. Yeah, yeah. So what's the leading month? Of the people you've February now. February now. Oh, awesome! <laughs> We've had February, June, December, half of June, half of December, October. Uh, what would you say? Well, I don't know. I've only been here in New March. England. Well, well, we won't say here, but for you, How for about New Vermont? England, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine. I'm an October fan. How about you? Ben? For the exact same reasons. Yep. I struggle with that. I, I, I'm, I'm like a horrible guest for that answer, because I'd say. Everything except for probably like two months, two weeks in April. Because I do in April. everything I, minus now, two weeks. Now, well, now I'm big into bull hunting, so I have like starting September 15th through like December, I'm like focused on deer. I like fishing all season, mountain bikes all year, skiing. Like I'm bad. Okay, I'll pick one though. If I were to pick one, I would say probably September. Because the weather's really good, um, yeah. mosquitoes are kind of done. Garden's still kicking good. 
uh, falls still. You still have hope of some summer. Falls like in a good spot. Um, pretty hopeful for a winter. So yeah, I'll save September. Yeah, I think it's the anticipation of winter time coming up. Yeah. But the riding is like you yeah. feel great. You've been riding all summer long. Yeah. yeah. Right. The lack of bugs, the little chill in the air. Yeah, that chill is very helpful. Really good hearty soups and beer oh. start coming oh, in. Yeah. Like, so it's good. So it's it's a complete package for me. Yeah. And around here too, I would say September. Uh, you know the the. Uh, the number of people is kind of fading, so we still have a number of people around, so there's still that energy, but it's kind of like the main crowd has kind of left a little bit, uh, so yeah, it's good. So where's your favorite place to ice fish around here? An unnamed lake. Yeah, I knew it. And how deep is the ice this year? Uh, I haven't been out for a few weeks, but it was pushing probably uh, good two feet easily because uh, it was getting down in the auger so i would say 24 inches to 30 inches yeah that's what we have we have we have a little bay on the st croix river which is i live on the st croix river yeah our street is on we're neighbors and we had four feet in this little bay really yeah. Four feet oh yeah fishing a lake that's that's yeah, a little bit deeper so we were i bet you if i go out there right now i haven't been out in probably three weeks if i go out now it's probably th- all of three 30 inches yeah. at least yeah i don't it'll be top of the auger yeah i'll just be getting yeah. down the edge so but it's good i mean that's why we live here that's why I we know. live in the northern part of wisconsin you guys are you, you guys are northern wisconsin i would consider that like top yeah half. we're considered northwest wisconsin. yeah so but it's good it's it's good so all right well thank you too i appreciate it yeah if anybody has any questions shoot me an email ben at mountain bike radio and i'll connect you guys i'll shoot all, or i'll put all the links in the show notes so listeners if they want to find out what's going on they can check it out so Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Thank you. I might get stuck in the mud, but I'd rather get lost out here than anywhere else. I'm going to pedal around in that Midwestern.